Welcome to the podcast of New Creation Christian Center. I am Pastor Marquise Franklin, and I am excited that you would take the time to listen to our latest sermons and what God is doing in this ministry. New Creation Christian Center is in Seattle, led by Pastor Harold and Annis Franklin. And our statement is, come as you are and be transformed by the word of God, as stated in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Now, I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to be encouraged by the word of God that is going to be shared today. Check it out and share it with somebody that may need it. Now, let's get into Amen. this week's message. Another another day that we are able to celebrate because somebody didn't wake up this morning. Somebody made the wrong turn or, you know, who knows, but we just thank God for his covering. We thank God for his mercies and his grace or his grace and mercy. And the Bible says they are new every morning. Come on, somebody say every morning. Amen. And I'm just excited to be here yet another day. I'm going to pray and then we're going to get into this message that God has placed in my heart today. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you to God for the opportunity to be here once again in front of your people, dear God. I pray to God that the words that you allow me to speak would just flow, dear God, that your word would impact. Your word says your word does not return void. So I will preach your word, dear God, so that it would cause us to move forward. Dear God, it would cause us to rise up and be who you called us to be. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Somebody say, rise up. Now, it's funny, Michael, every time I got to preach, he always got something to say about my message. Amen. But that's called the Holy Spirit confirming what he was trying to do. Amen. But it is time for us to rise up. Now, I don't know about you, but I am a sports guy. I love sports. And uh, one of the things that I like about sports is the playoffs. Everybody say playoffs. Now, in the playoffs, this is where those that are quote-unquote stars will either be praised as stars in a sense or criticized. They'll be like, oh, he's not doing enough for his team. He's not a real superstar. Or this guy is not able to carry the load of the pressure of being sent home, right? So there's a lot of of things that go on in the playoffs, but really one of the main things that happens is the intensity rises. Somebody say intensity. When the intensity rises, guess what? More and more people are giving their all. I believe we're almost in a playoff sort of sense and where we are in our world right now. Anybody seen the intensity rise, right? Have we seen the, the corruption get bigger and bigger? You know what I'm saying? You see the world moving. They're trying to get uh, what, sneakier and sneakier, right? They're doing things. When they close the, uh, uh, the whole city down, they passing laws and passing bills so you can't stop it, right? They're doing all kinds of things. But I got a question. Is our intensity rising? Are we rising up or is it, as some people say, business as normal or church as normal? We have to rise up. Tell your neighbor right now rise up it's important that we rise up because the world is moving at an alarming pace and if they don't know god their souls are at stake amen i don't know about you but it, but just imagine somebody uh, I, i've heard somebody in church say hey I, there was a song i believe he was on his way to heaven and as he was going there was people that were like hey you're going to heaven why didn't you tell me about the God that you serve? I'm not going to make it in. Right? And, 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 and they're crying 
because they realize now it's too late to accept Jesus Christ. And I don't want that to be the testimony that I have, that I barely made it, but I didn't share with others who Jesus was, amen, or who Jesus is and still is, amen. So we have to raise our intensity level when it comes to sharing who God is, amen. We have to share without holding back. I think one of the biggest things about the uh, quarantining, and it has caused us to really just focus on our own, ourselves. And sometimes, you know, when you're walking on the street, you, 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 uh, you, instead of walking next to people, you get on the other side of the street, you know, and, and you know, we do that out of precaution or whatever, but we, we still have to care about those people. We still have to care, amen? One, one of the movies that, you know, my son yesterday, Marquise, we kept asking, let's watch Superman, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, can we watch it, right? And one thing about when you watch movies like that, it, uh, it, it causes you to be like, wow, this is going to be cool, man. Like, what if I had those powers, right? When anybody, anybody ever watch a superhero movie, you walk out of it and you be like, oh, man, let me see if I can... You might try a little bit of it. I'm not saying jump on a building and try to walk up it, but, but you know, you, 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 you think about doing it, right? And the cool thing is they, they look just like us, right? Hey, Ronnie, stand up for me real quick. Can you stand up for me? They look like Ronnie, dressed like that. Superhero, right? He got superhero written all over him, right? What we see is there is a supernatural thing that they have. And it makes us be like, wow, that's cool. But God has placed something in us. That's called the Holy Spirit. And when we rise up, he will use what he's placed inside of us to make a difference, just like superheroes. Now, you might not be on the news for being led by the Holy Spirit, but you can lead somebody else to Christ. Right? You can do something powerful in your time, amen? So I'm going to talk about a few points. I got four, pretty much, that tells us when it is time to rise up. Number one is say crisis. Everybody say crisis. When crisis comes, that, that's the time where we definitely need to rise up, right? There was a, uh, there was a situation, one of the people I have a, I play these, this domino game, and I have a team of players that we're on the same team, and we have a chat. And one of the players, he lived in uh, Galveston, Texas, and they were facing a hurricane. And he was like, we got to leave five hours from here to get to Austin. And, uh, you know, so I, instead of being like, oh, I'll pray for you, I sent a, I sent a verbal prayer because you can record a prayer and send it. So I sent a prayer to him, and, you know, before I sent the prayer, they don't always have clean mouths, <laughs> Right? But I wanted to make a statement. I wanted to show that I believe that God is able to protect and deliver. Amen. And I don't know about what the hurricane did. It wasn't as bad as what, you know how it is all the time. Usually it's, it's going to be like five when it hits land and it's one, right? So thank God for that. But what we want people to see is there is power in prayer. I was listening to a message that Pastor Nate preached this past um, weekend at their church, and he was talking about the importance of our prayer, especially in spiritual warfare. 
We have to stand in the gap. Amen. I woke up this this week early in the morning. Uh, one night it was like night morning time. You know, like four o'clock. And uh, there was two people arguing outside our house. I don't think they were they were they lived in our area, but they were they were full on yelling. And I just started praying because I wasn't going out there. <laughs> right? I just started praying. And, and, and what began to happen is they began to get quieter and quieter until, until, it, it, until it de-escalated, right? And this, this is kind of what been, God's been doing in me. Like, anytime you got a message, he starts prepping you for it. And I was like, wow, God, this is, this is incredible. You're tying all these things together, right? But God wants us as his people to rise up even, and I don't want to say even like prayer is not a powerful thing, but even through the gift of prayer. We got to start praying for our neighborhoods. We got to start praying, just, just randomly praying for your neighbors. If they're going through something, even if they come to you and say, hey, I'm dealing with this, pray for them then and there so that God can move. We see in the, in the book of Daniel, when, God, when Daniel was praying, God sent an angel, but they needed more prayer. That's why Daniel fasted and prayed 21 days to break through the enemy. Amen. How many know we got a real enemy? We have to know that the enemy is trying to kill, steal, and destroy. But God has given us the power to spread his life. Amen? So we're going to go to Genesis chapter 6. We're going to read Genesis chapter 6 and 7. We're going to talk about Noah. And the reason we're going to talk about Noah is because he had to rise up in the midst of a time where God wanted to get rid of everybody. Right? You think the world is bad now. Imagine God saying, get rid of everybody. Uh, if you watched a mo uh, superhero movie, one of them was called uh, Thanos or something like that. And he snapped. And everything just messed up, right? God wanted to destroy everybody because of the sin. But let's see what happens. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, it says... This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man. Somebody say just man. So here, here's the first thing. You got to know God, first of all. If you don't know God, you can't rise up and be who God has called you to be. Okay? So before crisis, we have to know God. It says Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Somebody say walked with God. That's very important. See, when you walk with God, you are able to rise up with strength that doesn't just come from yourself. The Bible says, when I am weak, he makes me strong. That's right. When I am weak, when I feel like there's nothing that I can do, that's when God will give me his supernatural power. I've heard some people say, if you walk in the natural, God will add the supernatural on it when you walk with him. Amen. So just imagine, you know, if you're just walking and praying and you think it's not making a difference, but guess what? There's angels that begin to walk with you. And my dad was talking a little bit about angels yesterday, right? Angels are not some cute little things that just play harps and floating clouds. Every time an angel was seen, even by warriors, they were terrified. They're like, who are you? Hey, hold up. Stand over there. Clarify who you are with right now. Because if you're not with me, 
This is what Joshua said. I might have to take you out. But then he said, I'm with the army of the Lord. And then he's like, oh, my bad. <laughs> Bow down, right? Because angels are real and they walk with us. Amen? It says, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was also, I'm sorry, the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Does that kind of sound a little bit like today? It says, so God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Now, here's something interesting. This sounds like a story in the Bible where Abraham was talking with God, and God told him, I'm going to go destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. But Abraham said, hold up, wait, wait. What if there's a few righteous Right? And, and pretty much what Abraham was doing, he was interceding and praying for his nephew. Right? Now, it, it would have been interesting if Noah decided to pray for some of the people out here. I don't, I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. But I think that Noah's obedience was huge here, right? It says, so God, since Noah knows God, God is telling him what he's about to do. The more we know God, the more God tells us what he's about to do. I'm going to say it one more time. The more we know God, the more he tells us what he's about to do. It says this in verse 14. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. It's with 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it to a cubit from above, and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But see, this is what he does. Even in the midst of the destroying, it says, but I will establish. Somebody say establish. See, in the midst of crisis, God is still trying to establish something. Huh? God is still establishing his people even in the midst of crisis. We're just halfway through this sermon. But our prayer is that God is already speaking a dynamic word to you personally. But don't keep it to yourself. We need you to testify. We want to hear what God is doing. Give us a call or text us at 425-686-8197 to let us know what God is doing. If you're on Facebook, contact us at facebook.com slash newcreationcc or on Twitter at newcreationwa. Now, let's tune in for the second half of this sermon. When you think things are not going, when you think things are going wrong, Elijah, guess what? I got prophets in the caves that have just been hiding out waiting for such a time as this, right? It was a crisis. God showed up and showed out, right? So even in the midst of the crisis, God established a covenant. It says, but I will establish my covenant. Somebody say covenant with you. 
And you shall go into the ark, you and your sons and your wives and your sons with you. And every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark. To keep them alive with you, they shall be male and female. Okay? Didn't get two males or two females. One of each. Then it says, of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, and every creeping thing of the earth after its kind. Two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. Now, I, I'm glad it said that it will come to them because can you imagine Noah having to go get all these animals? That's kind of what we think sometimes. Noah, hey, he had to go get two elephants. Imagine what he had to do. He, he didn't have a gun to tranquilize them, right? So he had, to, he had to go and, you know, get a rope. Who knows what he had to do? You can't pull an elephant with a rope, right? But God sent them to him. And then it says, and you shall take for yourself of all the food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself, and this shall be food for you and for them. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did, right? So what we see is there's a crisis. Somebody say a crisis. Then God gives direction. Now here's the thing, sometimes we stop there, right? Crisis, God gives direction. Oh man, I don't know about me. God, that's cool and all, but, you know, I, I'm not the most qualified. Check this out. I guarantee you, Noah never built a boat. Right? Sometimes we want to ask or act like you have to know everything as you go. First of all, God gave him the instructions on how to build this boat, ark. Right? It wasn't just a boat. I mean, we see big boats and be like, wow, that's crazy. The Titanic, wow. But guess what? The ark had to have every animal, had to have three decks, right? Had to have food, and probably had to have a place so they can get away from the animals for some time, right? But we see God gave directions, and the very last verse of chapter 6 says, thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. When you are rising up in your generation, you don't just get a word from God, you have to do the word. Amen? You have to step out and do it, even if you don't understand it. But the Bible, once again, like I said earlier, when you are weak, God will make you strong. Has God ever gave anybody a dream before? And in that dream, he taught you how to do something? Right? Or even he, you, you walk in and then all of a sudden, dang, wow, where did that come from? God gave me the wisdom to do something, right? The Bible says when we lack wisdom, we can ask from God who gives generously to all without finding fault. When I lose something in my house, like my keys, I say, God, help me find my keys. Lord, you know I can't go nowhere without my keys. Now, I need everybody's prayer with me. I lost, my kids lost one of my things. <laughs> I got a mouse for my computer, and we can't find it. So everybody say, Lord, help Marquise find his mouse. Oh, look, that's wisdom. Amen. Now we got two or more gathered. Hallelujah. We're going to go home and find that thing. Praise God. And, and you know, I'm, I'm playing, but, but guess what? There's power when you pray together. Right? But Noah did, somebody say Noah 
did. He had to rise up. So in the midst of crisis, God gives direction. But even while he gives directions, he is establishing something. And he wants you to rise up. And then let's see what happens next in, in chapter 7. I'm going to just go through this chapter and then we'll, we'll end up closing after this chapter. But it says, then the Lord said to Noah. I didn't say I'm getting ready to close though, okay? <laughs> then the Lord said to Noah, come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. God is trying to save some people, right? Those that are standing for him. In the midst of all this destruction, God is still trying to preserve it says, you shall take with you seven of each. See, look, sometimes we only stop at the two animals, but Noah didn't only have to get two animals. He also had to get seven of the clean animals. Somebody say seven. So we went from two. Now he had to get seven, right? And it says, you shall take with you seven each of every clean animal, a male and his female, two of each animal that are unclean, a male and his female, also seven each of birds of the air, male and female, and to keep the species alive on the face of all the earth. For after seven more days, I will cause it to rain on the earth, 40 days and 40 nights, and I will destroy from the face of the earth all living things that I have made. And Noah did. Somebody say Noah did. That's important that we continue to see that. God gave him instructions. Noah did. How many times do we get instructions from God and we don't do, we hide. Right? We hide because I, I don't know how I'm going to look in front of, but God, I don't, yeah, look, let's see, well, I'm not going to say it like us, but Moses did the same thing, but God, I can't talk. I'm not, Isaiah, I'm not holy enough. Right? But then God does something. He adds his super to their natural. When they step out and do it, he does even more. I heard that sometimes uh, some people say faith is not uh, just climbing a mountain. It's just taking the first step. It's the first step that you take. When God says something, oh, let me just start going. I don't understand how everything is going to happen. Abraham, when he left his land, when God said, I got a land promise for you, he didn't walk and say, huh, well, I don't know where I'm going. He just took the first step. God, lead me as I go. And some of us got to get that in our spirit. Wherever I am, whatever I'm caused to do or called to do, lead me as I go. Amen. It says, once again, God explains what's going to happen. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years when the floods were on the earth. All right. So now we know Noah gets all the, the uh, I'm not going to read this whole chapter actually. But Noah gets all the animals. They get on the boat. And guess what? I don't even think Noah was able to close the door. Right? We got to remember how big this thing was. Maybe Noah had a crane or something that we don't know about. Right? Maybe, maybe Noah secretly worked at Boeing. Right? And he had all these things that helped him. We don't know. But anybody ever watched that? Uh, what's that movie called about Noah? It's like Evan Almighty. Anybody ever watched the, the comedy version of Noah? Oh, man, it's hilarious. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. You got to go watch it. But in the show, it just shows them putting this thing together. And guess what? There was probably hecklers. 
You guys know what hecklers are? When you're doing something, they got something to say about it. Oh, look at Noah. <laughs> what does he think he's doing? Building a ship? <laughs> For rain? We ain't never seen rain before. What's wrong with you, Noah? This guy is crazy. He lost his mind. Right? Yeah, I mean, just imagine. Rain had never came before. And he's saying, watch out, a storm is coming. And I don't know, sometimes if you watch some of these kids' cartoons, they always have like a Noah in there. Right? And it's like, watch out, the flood's going to come. And they always make them seem super weird or super crazy. But they're right. It comes. Because God told them it was going to come. Amen? So we, what we see is, Noah, it says, in, it, talks, it starts to talk about Noah getting in the ark. And um, verse 13 says, on the same day, Noah and Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of the sons with them entered the ark. They and every beast after its kind, all cattle after their kind, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after its kind, and every bird after its kind, every bird of every sort. And they went into the ark to Noah, two by two of all flesh, and which is the breath of life. Once again, we, don't, we see that it, the, the animals came to Noah. Noah did not have to go. After building a boat, God said, I got you, Noah. Anybody excited about that? No? You guys wanted to go chase the animals? <laughs> See, look, God, God know he had to do a lot of work. So he's like, hey, I'll do the rest, Noah. And I don't know about you, but just imagine the boat being built, these animals walking in, and all the people looking at that. Right? I mean, by this time, they were probably staked out. <laughs> Man, this what's Noah going to do today? I don't know, man, but let's stay here. Got my tent ready and got my popcorn and just let's watch. Right? We, we, we cut up a couple of coconuts and, you know, we can drink these. Right? I mean, just imagine they were staked out trying to see what is going to happen. Verse 16 says, so, so those that entered male and female of all flesh went in as God had commanded them, and the Lord shut him in. Then it says, and I'll finish the rest of this. It says, now the flood was on the earth 40 days. The waters increased and lifted up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and greatly increased on the earth, and the ark moved about on the surface of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly on the earth, and all the high hills under the whole heaven were covered. Just imagine Mount Rainier, like we could see it for miles and miles, but imagine water higher than that right it says verse 20 the waters prevailed 15 cubits upward now i'm not like i don't really know about cubits or anything like that that's not my i'm not noah <laughs> thank god i didn't have to build this ark but god has called me to do something he's called me to rise up in some way, form, or fashion, and I have to be obedient. Amen? And it said, and the mountains were covered. And then it says, and all flesh died that moved on the earth, birds and cattle and beasts and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life. All that was on the dry land died. So he destroyed all living things which were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping thing and bird of the air. They were destroyed and from the earth. 
They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive. Then it says, and the waters prevailed 150 days. So not only did it rain 40 days and 40 nights, Noah was on there for about a year. Okay? So I'm pretty sure Noah didn't know it was going to be a year. <laughs> 2020, nobody thought we would be in this thing for a year, almost. At least it's been half a year, right? Nobody knew. But I believe God told somebody something. I believe God said, hey, the time is running short, saints. It's time for you to start sharing God to the, to the masses. It's time for you to start sharing your testimony. Start sharing what God has done in your life. Amen. So what we see is when crisis comes, God is trying to do something. God will establish something when crisis comes, but he will also give us direction. Somebody say direction. After he gives us direction, we then have a choice whether we're going to do it or we're going to hide out. Guess what? It's the same kind of thing with uh, uh, Gideon. Crisis. Boom. What's, what are we going to do? He's hiding. An angel comes. Angel says, do this. And he's like, wait a minute. I don't know. He almost wanted to hide. But he got confirmation. And then he rose up. And God showed up. That's the last key. When we rise up, God shows up. God showed up in the Noah story by closing the door, by protecting, right, by keeping them after Noah stepped out. God is saying, as you rise up, I'm going to show up. But he needs a vessel, right? God needs vessels. Well, I'm not going to say he needs it like he can't get it done without you. Like, if, if you don't close that door, he'll send the wind to close the door. Right? God can do things like that. But he, his desire is that you be used by him. His desire is, man, I, I, if somebody can just go on that street today and just stop somebody and pray for them, I got, I, I'm going to do something powerful. And when you do it, guess what? God shows up. So my, my prayer is that we rise up today. That we rise up and be the superheroes that we need to be right now. That we rise up in the midst of the, the, the spiritual playoffs that are going on right now. That we get our intensity back. One of the things that we don't want to do is get lulled to sleep. Because oh, it's, it's not, we're not doing everything that we're doing. Guess what? You got more time to get clarity. More time to understand what God has called you to do. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray and we're going to get out of here. Amen. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I thank you to God for the ability to hear your word and speak your word, God. And I pray that this message was impactful to God, that we would catch on to it. That we latch on to what you're saying and continue to move forward. Rise up and you show up in our world. God, we need you to show up. We need to see salvation. We need to see lives changed and impacted. We want to see new people with new testimonies sharing how you changed and saved their life. So God, we pray to God that you would be with us, allow us to hear your voice, and to walk out what you've called us to walk out. 
In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Let the church say amen and amen. If that was impactful to you, go ahead and slip your hand up. Praise the Lord. We thank you for listening to today's sermon. And we pray that you are impacted to become the new creation that God desires. We at New Creation Christian Center invite you to come join us for service Saturday at 7 p.m. or Sunday at 11 a.m. located at 5150 South Cloverdale Street, Seattle, Washington. Also, feel free to visit us online at newcreationwa.org. New Creation Christian Center, the path to genuine life where you can come as you are and be transformed by the Word of God.